This is a Reconstructionist radio production. Please visit calcedon.edu to download or purchase this book. The Philosophy of the Christian Curriculum, Russus J. Rushtuni, Ross House Books, Vallecito, California. Part 2 Chapter 6 Teaching Civics, Government and Constitution One of the basic requirements in most states in some instances, the only requirement made for Christian schools is a course on government and constitution. This, the older civics course, now has a variety of modern names. In each case, the training called for is a course of study in civil government. The Christian school does not need a state requirement to be concerned about this matter. It is basic to Christian faith. First and foremost, our God is king over all creation, and he declares of Christ that, Quote, the government shall be upon his shoulders, end quote, and quote, of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end, end quote, Isaiah 9, 6 and 7. For us, government is thus not simply a political concern, but a theological matter. Our obedience is more than merely a routine matter. It is for us a question of conscience. For us, civil authorities are called to be ministers of God, a holy diaconate, Romans 13, 1-8. A faithless ministry in the state is as important a concern to us, or should be, as a faithless ministry in the church. No state and no man can be neutral to the Lord. To neglect Jesus Christ is to deny his sovereign claims. Every civil order is an establishment of religion. This means, second, that education for citizenship is very important to us because our citizenship must be a part of our life in Christ and our citizenship in the kingdom of God. Fallen man has lived both at ease and in rebellion with every type of civil government. His criterion in judging a civil order is personal and egocentric. What does it do for me? For the Christian, the criterion must be the Lord. Is this civil order faithful and obedient to Christ the King? One of the greatest heresies of the modern era is the belief in neutrality. Man, it is held, can be neutral about some or all things. Practically, this means that man can step outside of God's government in these neutral areas and play God on his own. At different times, different areas of neutrality have been claimed. Many declare the state to be a neutral area. Many more hold that schools can be neutral. Others now insist that sexuality is a neutral area and hence amoral. These claims to neutrality assert a. the possibility and necessity for neutrality in these areas and others and b. the superiority of the supposedly neutral as against the Christian. We are told that the actually humanistic schools are neutral and that they are therefore supposedly superior. For us as Christians, there are no neutral areas God is Lord over all things, and all things must serve and obey him. Homosexuality, theft, murder, false witness, and the dishonouring of parents are sins wherever they occur. They are not made righteous or permissible by a different setting. The Christian school is an anti-neutralist institution. It must teach that Christ is Lord over all things, including the state, and that God's law is binding on all men and nations because he is the Lord of all. 
Noah Webster began his textbook, History of the United States, 1832, with a survey of the book of Genesis, and he concluded with a chapter, quote, Advice to the young, end quote, calling for godliness in Christ as the hope of the United States. Webster recognised that neither history nor life can be lived apart from a religious and moral faith, and hence he made no attempt to be, quote-unquote, neutral. The modern pretense to scholarly neutrality is a fraud by means of which a humanistic religion is propagated as the supposedly objective and neutral reality of things. Such an approach is alien to our faith and destructive of the Christian school. To illustrate Webster's approach in his chapter on, quote, bills of credit or paper money, he made these, quote, general remarks on bills of credit, end quote. Quote, All the colonies sooner or later issued bills of credit to supply the place of specie, which was scarce and not sufficient for a currency medium. In those colonies where the paper was immediately called in by taxes and duties, it depreciated but little. In others, it sunk to a low value and gave debtors an opportunity to defraud their creditors by paying them a depreciated currency. As the paper would not circulate in foreign countries, it would not answer for a remittance for goods imported. Merchants, of course, preferred specie to paper, and silver rose in value. In short, a paper currency, while the country was rapidly settling and its trade restricted, was very useful in many respects. But it also produced great evils. It gave rise to unceasing jealousy and contentions between the royal and proprietary governors and the assemblies of the colonies, for the governors strenuously opposed the issuing of paper. Had the colonies been indulged in a free trade, they would have had gold or silver enough, but an unrestrained commerce could not be enjoyed until the colonies became independent. End quote. Thus, as we have seen, the teaching of civil government is a theological concern, and it cannot be neutral. It must be biblical. It must be Christian. Third, it must be seen as a necessary area for godly dominion. Genesis 1, 26-28, Matthew 28, 18-20. We neither learn nor teach facts for their own sake, but all things for the Lord's sake. The growing failure of status education is due to its humanism. If the state is the focus in education, as it is in, quote, public, unquote, or state schools, then things only have meaning insofar as we choose to serve the state. The modern student, however, is increasingly anarchistic. The service of society and the state means less and less to him. Whatever fails to please him is of no interest to him. As a result, the content of humanistic education declines to the degree that its humanism becomes more and more explicit. The whole point of Christian education is that it denies the primacy of the subject. Its law is, quote, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, end quote, Matthew 6.33. The student in a Christian school is not there to be entertained to, quote, find, end quote, himself, realize himself, or advance himself, but to know, believe in, obey, and better serve the Lord, and to be prepared for his calling in the Lord. As the Lord has dominion over him, so he can have dominion in his calling through Christ. Christian education thus prepares youth to be priests, prophets, and kings in Christ over the world. The prophetic task is to apply God's word to our place in life, 
our calling, ourselves and our families, to declare and apply God's word. The priestly task is to dedicate ourselves, our calling, homes and tasks to the Lord and his purposes. Our kingly task is to rule ourselves, our homes, callings and jurisdictions in Christ, to exercise dominion in all these areas in the name of the Lord and by means of his law word. No other agency has as important a role to play in this threefold calling of the Christian man as does the Christian school. The Christian school is more than the left hand of Christian action. It is the body thereof and its mind in the teaching of government. Some basic aspects of this come to focus. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit reconstructionistradio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.